Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. Well, let me pray just before we get started this morning. Lord, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for who you are to us. And we pray this morning that you would speak to us by your word and by your spirit, that you would say exactly what you want to say, that you would encourage us and impart to us every good thing that you have for us in Jesus' name. Amen. Before I share, I want to just spend one minute, maybe two minutes. Some of you will know there's been controversy in the AFL world this week. And if you don't, that's okay. Ask someone after the service who knows. But I think it's an interesting turning point in Australia's history uh, because now there is an active force going after Christians. No longer can you sit in a position uh, of influence or power and um, we might just need to retune the mic a little bit guys I'm getting a little bit of reverb Um, but um, no longer can we sit in those positions and just assume that everything's going to be okay that everyone's just going to go with us if we say the right things and we're nice and we try and pamper to every crowd and every minority no what we saw this week is is a, a godly man who's done uh, you know, had an extensive career in the corporate world uh, and here he is one day in the job at Essendon and because of a minority, a small minority of members who rise up against him, they get him sacked. Now, they're calling it resignation but they gave him an ultimatum. Leave your church board or you're gone, <laughs> basically. And uh, it's look, Essendon aren't the greatest footy club anyway. They sacked a South Australian coach for being a good coach. (laughs) So, you know, they they haven't got the most brains. But here we see them making quite quite a misstep, I believe. And and hopefully, and what I want to encourage you, research this a little bit because this is is just going to happen more and more and more. And what's happened is, unfortunately, the LGBTIQA plus crowd... going to go, uh, that's what it is now, they're going to go more and more and more after it because they can see it works. When they tear you down, it works. So we need to be praying for so much wisdom, so much wisdom because, you know, I I was praying for that pastor from City on a Hill, the Melbourne pastor who, um, you know, Koshy had set up on Sunrise. It was a total setup. The poor guy, he was, it, was, it was a miserable failure from the beginning because it was, he just shut him down. He didn't let him speak. He didn't let any reasonable conversation happen. And I want to encourage you, never watch Sunrise ever again because of that. I've already sent them a note saying, never watching your program ever again. Your weather presenter was the only decent thing on the whole show because <laughs> he, adul- he was South Australian. But... But it, we, we, we're going to have to learn how to navigate this stuff, be wise, be smart, be clever, be loving, yes. We don't have to bark up every tree, 
but we also don't have to give them our money either. And, and we talked about silent majority when ScoMo came in, but, but we need a silent majority of prayers and, and activists in the right way. If anyone grabs hold of this podcast in five years' time and they try to cancel me, in the right way, uh, our message is love, but it is also truth. And so it's, sooner or later, it's going to rub someone up the wrong way. And so we, we need so much wisdom. So we're just going to pray into that right now. I've already sent that pastor a message on behalf of our church just saying, we're with you. We're with you. Because right now he's under fire. You know, the, the interview didn't go so well. You know what I learned from that? I'm never going on the media. Because you know what? They set you up for failure. They twist everything. They twist everything and they make you look a little bit like a fool. So we're not going to win them over just by being nice and sounding nice. We need a move of God that comes and shakes this nation and shakes us as much as anything else. So I'm going to ask you to stand. We're going to stand for 30 more seconds. If that's okay, lift your hands. If you can pray in tongues, I want you to begin to pray in tongues. Is that okay? Lord, we just come to you this morning and we do ask, we do ask that you would come by the power of your spirit upon our nation. Lord, you must look and you must weep sometimes over a Christian nation that has, has gone away from you. And Lord, we pray that you would have mercy on us, have mercy on our cities, have mercy on our leaders, have mercy on our churches, have mercy on this nation. And we ask that you would pour out your spirit as you have promised to do in the years of old. Lord, we pray, come Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, upon our churches, upon us, upon our leaders, in the mighty name of Jesus. We need a fire that starts in our nation. We ask, come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. I'm going to ask you to just pray and agree with me, even at a louder level now, because we just want to shake this region with intercession for a minute. We intercede, Holy Spirit, for the lost. We cry out for the lost. We cry out for those who do not know you. And we say, come, Holy Spirit, come and have your way. Swing the sickle for the harvest is ripe. Swing the sickle for the harvest is ripe. We say, come, Holy Spirit, let a wind blow across this nation like we have never seen, like we have never seen that would come and save multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision, multitudes in the valley of decision. We say, come, Holy Spirit, for the glory of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour. And everyone said, Amen. Awesome. That's some good old-fashioned Pentecostal praying right there. And I want to say something to you guys. Get used to it. Get used to it. Because Karen preached last week on something. Can anyone remember the two words? Hey, there's someone who was listening. Next level. You might even get sick of hearing us say those two words. But I want to just get you if, you. if you've got a pen or a phone or an iPad or whatever device you've got. Some of you might have bio glasses or something going on there. Next level. Next level. Write those words down. Ask the Lord, what does it mean for you in your life? Because 
It's, it's the words that God has spoken to us for the last few months. And we can't stop seeing the words next level. I open up a prophetic, um, uh, a sort of a prophetic thing this morning on Instagram. And there's a, a prophetic guy giving a prophetic word about the next level of anointing. And so everywhere we look, the next level is we're sort of seeing. And so I want to encourage you guys that God has a level of living available to us that is beyond what we've seen. It's beyond what we've seen. So my job this morning in a few minutes is to try and attempt to smash every single limitation that you have put on yourself and that others have put upon you. And if we can do that in the next 20 minutes, we'll achieve, achieve what God has intended for us. Does that sound okay? Next level. Just turn to someone and say, next level. Next level. 10x. 10x. Awesome. We're going to start by reading in Matthew chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8. Verse 23 to 26, then Jesus got into the boat and started across the lake with his disciples. Suddenly a fierce storm struck the lake with waves breaking into the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him up, shouting, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. Jesus responded, why are you afraid? You have so little faith. Then he got up and rebuked the wind and waves, and suddenly there was a great calm. There's so many things we could bring out of this, but the thing that I want to draw out of it today is for us to remember that if Jesus said to the disciples, who were very close to him and they were learning good things, they were good men, they were godly men, they were prayers, they were hungry for learning the truth. And here is Jesus saying to them, when a wind came up and waves were crashing on the boat, and just like almost every single one of us in the room would be a little bit worried for their life. And just because of that, he turns to them and says, you of little faith. I wonder how many areas of our lives he would point to us and say, you have so little faith in that area. Because here we have one situation, one circumstance, but what about all the other areas of our lives that we're not carrying the level of faith that he's actually called us to? The room got really quiet. I wonder if he's pressing on some things where he's saying, you need to believe for more. You need to believe for way more. You need to believe. I mean, the disciples had never seen this kind of power before. They'd never seen this kind of authority before, that this is the kind of authority he wants to give every believer. And we'll explore that in a moment because he says, greater things will we do. I'm still yet to see that. But it's one of those things we've got to go after the mysteries, go after the mysterious, don't we? And so we're sort of challenged by this, but we don't want to stay there. I believe God enabled opportunities like this where there were scenarios that we can learn from now where we get to look at the disciples and say, I'm glad that wasn't me in the boat. 
because I would have felt rebuked. I would have felt challenged. But Jesus is saying to us as a church family, oh, you of little faith, why don't you believe for more? Why don't you expect more? Why don't you go for more? And it's so easy to get into routine. It's so easy to get into religion. It's so easy to get into a form without the power. And we don't want that, do we? Three of us. Going to the next level is going to mean you're going to have to get a bit vocal. You're going to have to get a little bit vocal. And it's, it's one of those areas that uh, sometimes, I don't know about you, but you know, if, you, if you know you need to do something, sometimes you need to activate your body a little bit. You have to activate and, and sort of start the engines a little bit. Um, maybe you need to go out and see someone. Maybe you need to do something that, you know, and you just have to sort of rev yourself up. That's because our bodies sometimes fight against us, even in church. It's called the flesh and the blood, and they, uh, flesh and the spirit, and they war against each other, the Bible says. And so even sometimes when we come to church, we won't feel like coming to church. We won't feel like worshipping. We won't feel like reading the word of God. God, why? Because the flesh wars against the spirit the enemy wars against truth and so sometimes we got to fight it sometimes we got to get active and we got to go through the flesh and we've got to fight the flesh a little bit let me tell you this morning what I did to fight the flesh do you want to know I spent an hour and a half in the sauna and I was reading and praying a sculling electrolyte water at the same time and uh, I was reading and praying, and I didn't feel like reading and praying. And so I put a towel over my head, and I just kept on memorizing, going over the same verses of Scripture. And then when I was done there, I still wasn't awake enough. Wow, it's like the clouds just open on the microphone. But, uh, and then I went out into my pool. I jumped into my pool. And here's, here's what I've realized. Sometimes we've got to take things back that were originally ours. That's why I do some of this crazy stuff. And Karen does even more crazy stuff. I tell you why. It's to wake up my body. It's to wake up my man. Because the flesh wars against the spirit. And the flesh doesn't want to press in. The flesh doesn't want to be super healthy, super energized. But my spirit does. And so I fight my flesh. Paul says he beats his flesh into submission. And that's what I do sometimes. It's not to be a masochist or anything weird. It's just to go for it. I want to be in the next level. I want to live in the next level. But let me tell you, you will not get to the next level if your body can't handle it. If your body can't handle it, it'll be the one thing pulling you back all the time. It's like, no, nope, you can't pray for two hours. No, nope, you can't do this. You haven't got the energy to go and do that. Oh, you're not, you can't do this. Uh, worry about every virus floating around. Then there'll be another one in five years' time, five years' time. Five. Fear, 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 fear. We don't live like that. If we want to live in the next level, we're actually going to have to beat our flesh into submission. And, and so... The, the next level of, of what I did this morning, just to wake myself up, just like every other morning, is I remember hearing, um, actually, it was a, a really good guy, he's a believer, and he was talking about meditation, and I know as Christians, you know, we've got to be a little bit careful of which meditation it is, and, but, you know, meditation in and of itself is really just contemplation and prayer, so don't get too scared. 
uh, the New Ages have taken this stuff and they've, you know, created a third eye and the chakra and all this sort of stuff. And I was hearing him talking about this and I was thinking, well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do exactly the same thing because you guys can levitate when you do that stuff. What do Christians do? And so what I do now is I go into my pool, I do a breathing exercises, which I've stolen from the New Ages, and, the, and then I go under the water and I say, instead of my third eye, Holy Spirit, come into my spirit and give me every drop of anointing you can, probably, you can possibly give one person right now. And, and so through my spirit, not my third eye, my spirit, I, I actively take on every bit of anointing I possibly can while I'm holding my breath, and it's doing so many good things to my body. I guarantee Parkinson he's he's destined to try this tomorrow I can feel it I can just feel it right now but anyway he's cheering me on in his spirit sometimes we've got to take stuff back that has been robbed from us if your health has been robbed from you you're gonna have to take it back no doctor can take it back for you you're gonna have to take it back and it's the same with our prayer life. It's the same with our spirit. It's the same with our families. It's the same with our, our careers, our situations going on around us. We have to take authority over these things or someone else will. And we don't want to leave us to someone else because we are in control of what he's given us. And so living at the next level, I think it's going to take a whole lot of faith. A whole lot of faith. And faith, as small as a mustard seed, is enough. So if you have just a drop of faith, you've got enough this morning. No matter what you believe, no matter what you think, no matter how big you feel in the spirit, it does not matter. If you've got a drop, it's enough. It's enough to take that next step. It's enough to believe for the next level. I think that scripture has stories like this so that we can learn from them, not so that we can be ashamed or feel bad about ourselves, but, wow, that just died. But opportunities like that, that there's demons in the microphone, <laughs> but there's opportunities like that where we actually get to learn from this stuff and say, Lord, grow in me, grow in me new levels of faith. So that when the storm comes around me, I will have enough to believe. It's a, it's a prayer I pray all the time. Because I know that there'll be situations where I'll face scenarios that are bigger than the scenarios I've faced in the past. And, and this is the preparation time. Right now, we have time to pray. We have time to prepare. We have time to fast. We have time to seek him. Seek him while he can be found. Seek him while he can be found. The good thing is he's given you authority. Luke chapter 10, 17 to 20. When the 72 disciples returned, they joyfully reported to him, Lord, even the demons obey us when we use your name. Yes, he told them. I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Look, I have given you authority all over all the power of the enemy. Did you hear that? I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy. That is every single bit of power that the enemy has, you have authority over. It's a big statement, isn't it? And you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you. But don't rejoice because evil spirits obey you. Rejoice because your names are registered in heaven. 
Salvation is the number one. Salvation is the anchor of everything. And then he says, I've given you authority over this stuff. The prince of this air who is trying to crush Christianity in our nation and all over the West, you can see it. Just with open eyes, if you're awake to this stuff, you can see throughout the media, throughout Hollywood, throughout uh, corporate sector, throughout the United Nations, throughout a whole lot of other dominating authorities all over the earth, it's Christians who are not allowed to believe their truth. It's Christians, it's the Bible which is allowed to be mocked. We're the only group that you can take, that then you can mock now. Jesus is the only religious leader that you can openly mock and not get slammed for. Can you see what I'm talking about? Are you with me this morning? There is an agenda which is against Christ. It's called an antichrist spirit. And it is alive and well in the world today. Just poke your neighbour next to you and say, you're looking good this morning. Sometimes when it gets hot in the fry pan, you just need to sort of take your hands off the fry pan and say, okay, we're still here. I'm, I'm, remember I said I was going to stir some things up this morning. Even if you don't agree with me, that's Okay. But what, what I'm trying to do is prod you and, and make you think a little bit about what's going on in the world because we can't be asleep to this stuff. We need to be awake to what's going on. We need to see with clear eyes what's going on. Then we know how to pray. Then we know how to navigate things. We won't, we won't be sort of, you know, bunny with the, in the headlights when, oh, oh, really? Oh, oh okay. I thought, the, I thought these world systems were all kosher. They're all fine. They're, no, they're not. We need to know what's going on and and know who we can trust. Ultimately, it's just the word of God and Jesus Christ himself. But it's getting clearer and clearer. And so the Antichrist spirit will come and try and deceive many. But as we are awake to this stuff, we are going to need to know our authority. We're going to need to know our authority. We're going to need to be those who actually carry a level of the Spirit of God so that we know what truth is, but we can also demonstrate it. And this is the thing, this is the frustration point sometimes for us as believers. We believe this stuff, we know this stuff, we pray for this stuff, and then sometimes when it comes to that last drop of actually seeing the fruitfulness of it, that's when disappointment creeps in. I want to encourage you, if you've been disappointed with the demonstrations of what you've seen in your life, then let go of disappointment because it's not your job, it's his. It's his. But as we enlarge our territory, as we enlarge our faith and we say, God, come and make your home. Let your kingdom come in my life. Let your will be done here as in heaven, Lord, as we, as we stretch forth our hand, but he's going to have to move. And this is the point we're at where we, even as the church and as Christianity in our nation, we need God to come and move and reawaken us, but also to come and move because there's a whole lot of things that will try and stifle truth, stifle our Christian message. And, you know, there's going to be more things cancelled than we ever could have imagined cancelled in the coming years you watch there'll be things cancelled for the most ridiculous of reasons and and we'll look and go wow they're cancelling that person because they drove past across Uh, I mean I'm being silly but you know 
you could pretty much cancel every single human being. That's how crazy it's getting right now. But for a move of God, because this is not the worst time in history. It's been pretty bleak in the last few thousand years. There's been wars, rumours of wars. There's been incredible plagues. There's been horrible atrocities that have been done throughout history. Just think of Holocaust and other times. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. But it's weird. It's weirder than it's ever been. I think that's fair to say. Any of you follow J.P. Sears, the comedian? Three people. Man, you guys have got to get into some humour, some satire. Because sometimes satire and just paying out the ridiculousness of this current world is the only way you can get through it. Anyway, look up J.P. Sears. I encourage you. He's a long-haired comedian from, from Texas or America somewhere. And, and, and he's seriously funny when it comes to politically incorrect humour. And, and it's sane. You can watch it and there's no expletives. Is, is that okay? Look, look it up and do me a favour. I'll ask you questions next week. <laughs> authority. The way we keep our authority is purity. The way we keep our authority is purity. Because if we're not walking in purity, then the enemy can come and say, ah, I've got you there. And then we know inside we haven't got authority. We know inside we, we, we're not, we can't wield the weapons anymore because he's holding a couple of those weapons and he's got one right on our back. Uh, you know, and, and this is something, it might be guilt. Uh, I've got you. I've got you with that habit that continues throughout your life so you can't carry your authority. And one of the best ways to regain authority is through repentance. Repentance. When we go to the foot of the cross, we repent of our sin. We repent maybe of lack of faith. We repent of pride. We repent of other stuff. And we say, Lord, wash me clean. I want my authority back. I want my authority back. And so many Christian men need to get their authority back. They need to get their authority back. And women maybe do too. But I just want to challenge the men again. Get your authority back. Get the weapons of your warfare back in your home, in your prayer life, in your life, and do whatever it takes. Beat your flesh into submission. If you, if you love food that much, fast for three days. If, you, if you're just feeling really lethargic, go for a walk, go for a run. You might have to beat your flesh for a while. Prodding and probing, aren't I? Just prodding and probing. What other things? But this is how we go to the next level. Because we don't want to do another 10 years just like the last 10 years. We certainly don't want to do another two like the last two. But we want things to go to another level. And I'm sure if you're here, you want your life to multiply in greater ways. You want to see more of the kingdom. You want to see more salvations. You want to start seeing some healings. You want to start seeing freedom and transformation and, and see maybe your business or your career or other opportunities begin to open up and go to a whole nother level. It's going to take something. The book of James is all about faith and works. Faith and works. Read, read the book and, and it will remind you, faith and works. This morning what we're talking about is faith. We're talking about faith, but faith is not alone. It's accompanied by something called actions. And the old saying, actions speak louder than words. 
That's why Karen and I do what we do because we know in our bodies if we are sick and if we are lethargic and if we are lazy, the other two areas of our life are not going to flow properly. They just will not flow properly. We can pray all we like, but then all the time he's saying, are you looking after the temple? Are you looking after the temple? Not this temple, this temple. Because when we steward our spirit, soul, and body, the enemy can't pull on as many strings. He still tries. Don't worry about that. He still tries, pulls on little strings, and pulls on this, pulls on that. But if we stay as clear as we can in all three, then we carry greater authority. And our prayer is that we as a community would carry greater authority. Greater authority. Imagine your life. Just for a minute, go on a little journey. Imagine your life with limitless opportunity, 10xing all sorts of areas of your life. Yes, money, but that's just the basic. I'm talking about other areas of your life. Prayers that you've been praying for a long time, answered. Things that you've believed you, you might see in your lifetime begin to flow. Healing begins to flow in, in your regions and and. And other things that you've really longed for spiritually and you said, Lord, I'd love to see this happen. And, you know, I'd love to see. What if it does? What if he's saying you of little faith? When the storms have come, the storms of life and tried to dampen down the faith, we've given up. And I know for me, this is, this is something that I've had to deal with over the years. It's disappointment of not seeing the, the outpouring and the revival and the signs of wonders that I thought would happen in the first six months of our ministry. Do you know what? God's clock is completely different than ours. And I've worked something out. It's far slower. It's so much slower. I mean, his seconds just go like this. They take a year to tick up. One. You know, that's one year. But for us, it's like one and two. We're so fast-paced, aren't we? We're so fast-paced, but he's still working. I want to guarantee you he's working on those prayers that you've been praying for many, many years. He's working on them right now. He's working on them right now. I wonder what he's saying to us to accompany our faith with works. What sort of actions, what sort of giving, what sort of opportunities might be just Uh, He allowing or opening up so that we can participate in the answer. I want to finish with this. It's a long passage, but Peter graciously has put it all up there, I believe. So see if we can get there. Mark chapter 9, verses 17 to 29. One of the men in the crowd spoke up and said, Teacher, I brought my son to you so you could heal him. He's possessed by an evil spirit that won't let him talk. And whenever this spirit seizes him, it throws him violently to the ground. Then he foams at the mouth and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. Now, I'm just going to stop there for a minute. Because if this happened in most churches in the West, most people would freak out and probably say, you know, there's something wrong with that church. Unbeknownst to us, there's something right with that church. Do you see how opposite we've gone sometimes? Sometimes we've, been, we've become so clean and so prissy. Uh, and I, I remember this from being in uh, Africa and, and seeing multitudes of people demon-possessed in front and demons coming out of people. There are all little thing creatures coming out of people's mouths and all sorts of things coming out. And I remember the whole time thinking, wow, this, I actually have read this in the Bible. 
And here I am. It took me all the way to Nigeria to actually get to a church where we began to see this stuff. And so I'm not saying we want to see this stuff. We like carpet. And, you know, I've seen how messy it can get at times. I, I have. I have seen how messy. And there's, there's ways and means. But what I'm saying is the next level might scare us. I'm speaking prophetically. The next level might scare our religion. That religion that we've got comfortable with. That stuff that we're okay with. That stuff that people even around us see. See, sometimes we gather with enough people that will agree with us to make us weak. Do you know what I mean? If we're not challenged by someone who's sharper than us and who will prod us and probe us like I will and say, come on, guys, you get in that cold flame and shower. You need to wake up. <laughs> but there's all sorts of little things. Because if we want to go to the next level, believe me, right now, there's, uh, we, Balin and I have this funny thing where we go and pick up a lot of pit bikes, little mini motorbikes, and we, we uh, well, he particularly uh, flips them. He does them up, rejigs them and works them and then resells them. And he does quite well out of that. and uh, Phenomenally well, actually. Um, anyway, every second house, he'll come to me and say, Dad, there's, there's one, one here. And I'll go, okay. Is it Hackham or Devron Park? <laughs> sure enough, it's Devron Park or Hackham and... Off we go through the, to the Bronx. And uh, we pretty much live in Hackham, okay, so I'm good with that. But, um, but we meet some interesting characters. I mean, it's hairy out there, especially pit bike owners. Because they zip around in the street. I know some of you have seen them in the streets and you've tooted them or rung the police on them. Please don't do that. They're good guys. They're just having fun. But anyway... Um, Yes, they have a lot of tats. They're normally filled with other substances. <laughs> and they're rough as guts. But we, we ended up on, on uh, Thursday, I think it was, we were out at one particular house. And uh, there was more cars in the front yard than people in the house. And, um, and there wasn't many teeth on the guys, to be honest with you. And a lot of tats. And so there's five of them there. And I said, Bay, let's do this one quickly. <laughs> Why am I saying all that? This world needs you to go to the next level. The world around us needs you at a whole nother level. A whole nother level than you're willing to do tomorrow. The whole nother level in your prayer expectancies of heaven. In what you will agree with, what you will partner with. I'm not saying we have to see all this crazy stuff, demons. We probably will see the odd thing as we go to the next level. The demonic manifests, but Holy Spirit manifests even more. And then there's controversy and then there's people that say this and people that say, it doesn't matter about any of that stuff. We only have a short life to live. We do not know how long that life is. And if you are here this morning and you haven't given your life to Jesus or you've been meandering or wandering or maybe you've backslidden or maybe you just haven't gone for him, I want to encourage you, give your life to Jesus this morning. You might be watching online and hearing this crazy person talk this morning and for some reason you've stuck online. Give your life to Jesus. Give your life to Jesus. Give your life to Jesus. You might be here this morning. I want the band to come up as well. Because I'm going to finish with this because I think it's, it's important. 
I'm going to skip some of this and I don't know if Peter can follow me. It'll be probably your third to last slide or something, Pete. And Jesus rebuked the evil spirit. He says, listen, you spirit that makes this boy unable to hear and speak. I command you to come out of this child and never enter him again. Then the spirit screamed and threw the boy into another violent convulsion and left him. The boy appeared to be dead. A murmur ran through the crowd as people said, he's dead. This is always the response to God moving. Rumors. Rumors. Fleshly people who are onlookers, not doing the stuff, starting rumors. Don't believe rumors. I'm speaking again prophetically because when God begins to move and when we begin to go to another level and things begin to sort of, you'll, you'll feel that comfortability. You know that comfortability that we normally feel on a Sunday morning? We float in, hey, how you going, man? How you going? High five, knuckles, elbows, knees, whatever you're allowed to do now. Or, you know, it's nice. It's nice. But when heaven begins to shake things, things get a little bit like, whoa, okay, this... What's going on now? I've never seen you before. Man, you've got more earrings than I have toes. And, you know, it's, it's like, what's going on? But wouldn't it be crazy if that's what heaven looks like? <laughs> wouldn't it be crazy if when we say, Lord, we, we'd love heaven to earth, and then he gives us something we're totally not expecting? Wouldn't that be just like him? <laughs> It'd be just like God to do that? And so... Don't listen to the rumours. Don't listen to people say that people are saying this. What people? Give me their names. Oh, uh, I've forgotten their names. Um, it's really me. It's really me. It's me saying that, trying to empower these, these invisible, ghostly people that don't exist. It's my criticism. So please don't ever say that to me. People are saying this, Pastor. You're saying this. I want you to stand... Thank you so much for clapping. You're a good bunch. You're a good bunch. And we believe that's why God wants to use you. Because you're a good bunch. You have faith. You have expectancy. But we also know that you also want to go to another level. You want to see people saved that typically just don't get saved. You want to see people freed that haven't been freed from ten, for 10 years. You want to see an expansion of things around you that you thought were just normal. But no one likes normal. We want another level. We, want, we need the power of the Holy Spirit to come and empower us and infuse us. Then Jesus took him by the hand and helped him to his feet and he stood up. Afterward, when Jesus was alone in the house with his disciples, they asked him, why couldn't we cast the evil spirit out? Jesus replied, this kind can be cast out only by prayer and fasting. Another, another copy of that says prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. It's a key to going to the next level. If you've never fasted, I want to encourage you. Fast one meal this week. Fast one meal this week. You wouldn't believe how much Karen and I actually fast if we told you. All the time. 
all the time. Why do we do it? Because we know that to go to another level, to cast out the big demons, we're going to have to go to another level. And we've got to pray and fast. So I want you to lift your hands this morning. If you want to go to another level, I want to ask you, it's faith and works. I think you got the faith part right. What would He ask of you this week? I believe there's some people that need to lay some things down. You need to lay some things down. Burdens, habits, temptations, trials, addictions, other things that you just got to get. You got to get out of your life. You got to get them out of your life if you want to go to the next level. So right now, lay them at the foot of the cross. Lay them at the foot of the cross and say, Jesus, get rid of this stuff out of my life. If you think it's a demonic thing, then come forward and we'll pray for you and we'll deliver you. I mean that. I mean that. It could be any raft of things, but if you know it's an oppression, a spiritual oppression, then we want to pray for you and free you from that addiction, that oppression this morning. Or maybe you just know that you've lived this Christian life. It's a good life. It's a good life. But, you know, there's more. There's more to who you're called to be. There's more to this Christian life that I read in Scripture, but I've never seen it. But I want it. It doesn't matter how young, how old you are, whether you, wherever you live or whatever you look like. None of that matters. God is truly non-discriminatory in the right way. And if you want to go to the next level, we want to pray for the Holy Spirit to so infuse you this morning that you will leave this place in a different way than you came. With a fresh fire and faith and, a, and, and heaven deposited into you so that your thinking would change, your eyes and your, your level would go to a whole new level. And I'm going to ask you to come forward right now with an expectation. Don't hold back. If you want that this morning, you're going to have to beat your flesh. You're going to have to push past some people. You're going to have to get, get out of the shyness and you're going to have to push past people. And you're going to have to come. And we're going to lay hands on you. We're going to release the fire of God. We're going to release that faith and that anointing. I don't want you to hesitate if you want it today. You can't be too Baptist about this thing. I've been Baptist longer than most of you, so I can say that. If you're hungry for that, you come down now because we're not going to pray for people after the service. Once we've finished, we're done. Now's the time. Now's the time. If you want next level, now's the time. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Christiane's going to lead us in worship for a couple of minutes. We're just going to stay in this atmosphere. If you know someone down there, just reach out your hand, pray for them. If you want an opportunity to be part of this, quickly get down here. And we're just going to pray quickly for people this morning for an anointing, a freedom, a fire. And then in a few minutes, we're going to close the service. But let's worship together.